Okay, welcome back uh, to another TMG podcast. Uh, this is Chris Dufresne of TMG, and I'm um, here with via Skype with Herb Gould, Mark Blauchen, and Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. Uh, we're coming to you live again from Chino Hills um, on a Wednesday, and we've uh, changed our format a little bit so we can talk about the college football ranking that comes out on Tuesday. Um, and this is where I basically step aside because I sort of uh, associated with the Pac-12, which isn't even in the top ten. So I don't even know why I'm here. I think you guys should be hosting this show. So what I'm going to do is just get out of the way for a little bit um, and uh, go around the room. I'm going to start with Tony, as Tony always does a little thing, uh, kind of, you know, what this means or five, three points uh, to what the latest ranking uh, means and Tony, what did you see yesterday that uh, you know that you can share with us? Well, a couple of couple of things. Number one, the, the the three SEC teams that are in the top seven, uh, all three of those teams uh, control their. Well, somebody told me I can't say control their destiny. Okay, why not? Because you because you can't control your destiny. Your destiny is your destiny. All right. So, <laughs> wow, that's that's another. <laughs> hey, I, I don't. I'm a, I'm only a sports writer, so language is not my strong suit. That's a little. That's a little deep. That's a little deep but, for us. Yeah. Yeah. For us. Yeah. But but those three those three SEC teams, Alabama one, Auburn six, Georgia seven. If they went out, if any of those teams went out, they're going to be in the playoffs. So they're going to be in. I I feel we all feel confident that Clemson, the Clemson Miami winner, uh, is going to be in. Right. I think Oklahoma is going to run the table, and they're going to be in. So right. we're going to be arguing about the fourth spot, and I think it all comes down to the performance of Brother Gould's Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> they hold the fate of this entire process in their little badger hands, <laughs> little badger paws. Okay, you go well, the bad claws, and I, you know I, I think that's right. Uh, I think that if the Badgers win out, there's no question in my mind they're at in. this point. They're, they're in. in. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if they lose, then I'll, I'll throw it back to uh, to the Great South and let you guys work that out. Um, but, you know, if Wisconsin wins, their case is solid. I mean, they still got Michigan and, and likely Ohio State in the uh-huh. championship. Uh, Northwestern and Michigan State are now firmly ensconced in the top 25. Uh, they okay. they play some real smothering defense. Uh, you know, we had the precedent last year of Washington with a a wobbly schedule getting in. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree totally, Tony, with your analysis there. I mean, basically the top seven, you know, win and you're in. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If Wisconsin does lose, let's say Wisconsin loses to Michigan and beats Ohio State, they're twelve and one. Big Ten champion. Though the SEC champ gets in, the ACC champ gets in. Oklahoma's going to win the Big Twelve champ, and they're going to get in. All right. And now our argument will be twelve and one Wisconsin. Let's say Georgia wins the SEC championship. Twelve and one Alabama loses in a close game. Twelve and one Miami loses in a close game to Clemson. Who gets the fourth spot? Twelve and one Alabama. Twelve and one Miami. Twelve and one Wisconsin. Wow, that's gonna that's gonna be the mother of all arguments, right? All right, yeah, um, yeah. Miami, that's a game that's gonna be playing a game short because of that hurricane. Um, the yep. other two, uh, uh, Alabama. Uh, I don't know, boy. Other than 
you know, who have they, their schedule other than Mississippi State, um, and they would, you're assuming they have, they have lost to Auburn, correct? No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. What if Alabama beats Auburn, oh, makes Al- it to Atlanta, then loses oh, okay, to okay, okay. in a close game? Yeah. Uh, Alabama would have a win over Auburn and a win over Mississippi State and right. a win over LSU. Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, well, th- those are the confusing factors. Um, uh, Jersey guy, you want to chime in for, uh, for your well, mind? No, wait, 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 hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, chime in. Uh, your Miami Hurricanes. Uh, yes, jumped up to uh, to number three. three. Do you have a problem with them being behind Clemson? No. Okay, all right, all right. No, I mean because it, it, it's a moot point. They have to play each other, so it doesn't matter. I mean they're in they're in the, they're in the mix until, okay. until they until they lose a game. Okay, right. that's fair. Uh, um, I, I like the fact that and Herb mentioned it uh, earlier today. I think we have a chance of having four champions and I think that's that's good I think that 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 is the best possible scenario for for the system the way it was set up I mean the pac 12 you know is, is out of it because they're they're out of it because they have you know multiple Why? lost teams okay uh, yeah. but, but if you have four champions okay then you decide now what Tony brought up is an interesting point one losses you know a one loss big Ten champion versus a one loss run up in the ACC or, or the SEC then we have a debate <coughs> I mean, that's going to be pretty, yeah. good, pretty good. That happens. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have any problem with any of that. Uh, uh, we, there was some, so there was some discussion about Oklahoma only being number four, and some other writers brought this up. They thought, you know, that, that the reasoning for Clemson being uh, two is that the committee looked at the fact that Kelly Bryant was. Injured at Syracuse, and then they lost that game, and they're getting a lot of. Uh, I don't have a. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, for one reason, is that the committee is actually looking at what's going on on the field. It's not just an arbitrary in a vacuum. It's like, yeah, he was hurt, and when he came back, they were good again. Um, anybody else have an issue with with where Oklahoma is now? Well, I think no. the Clint thing is, you know, I I I agree that at Clint. Clemson is, they're not being, they're not getting enough points deducted for the Syracuse loss, in my mind. Um, you know, and that, but that's sort of what the committee does. They make up rules and then they lean on them. You know, there are a lot of nitpicks that I could make with the, uh, some of the committee things. I mean, what they're doing with the Big Ten rankings is very bizarre. I mean, Northwestern is below Michigan State, a team that it beat, and yet when Michigan State, uh, conked Penn State, it was like all of a sudden like some magical thing. I mean, a field goal in overtime in the rain. But the point is that with Clemson, for some reason, they've just decided that that the good Clemson wins far outweigh the bad Clemson loss because of the injury. And I don't necessarily agree with it, but we're in the seventh inning, and I'll wait till the game's over before I really get exercised. Well, the difference, like, you know, Ohio State had had a had a bad loss at Iowa. I mean, I mean, I mean, bad by a, a lot of you know a lot of points. Now Clemson, it wasn't a it, first of all the quarterback didn't play. Watson them didn't didn't play. I mean, I mean, he didn't play in the second half. The quarterback didn't play in the yeah. second half, um, and it was it was a close game. So there's a difference of losses. I agree. You, you, maybe they get too much credit for 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 a loss, but 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 um, I think that's what the committee looks at. They look at the nature of the losses. I mean. 
uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma had, was was penalized because it lost big time to Ohio State last year. Whether you like it or agree with it or not, that's yeah. the way the committee looks. Yeah, fellas, fellas, Oklahoma is number four for one reason and one reason only: defense. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The coach, the coaches in that room say, "Look, they're great on offense. They are fun to watch." But I'm. I'm I'm looking at Clemson's defense, and I'm looking at Miami's defense, and I'm looking at Oklahoma's defense, and I I, I can't vote a team with no defense or very little defense ahead of Clemson and Miami. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we had a, a a great weekend last weekend. We almost lost three teams for the first the top three teams for the first time since 1966. Um, uh, Tony, what happened to your Bulldogs? How do you explain this? Um, and uh, other than, and I will mention, the only the, the part in this discussion that I really have is that I had Auburn preseason number one in, 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 in my rankings in, in TMG. And, uh, of course, I backed off them immediately, but uh, I'm going to take credit for them uh, now, starting right now, because uh, they're in a good position. But get, start with Georgia. What happened to the, the dogs? Well, that great Western philosopher, Woody Hayes, once said... <laughs> that there's nothing that cleanses the soul quite like getting the hell kicked out of you, okay? So based on that, Georgia's soul is thoroughly cleaned and disinfected at this particular point in time. Uh, (laughs) Georgia scored on a very nice drive on the very first possession of the game. And from that point on, Auburn dominated. Both lines of scrimmage. They did. They, 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 uh, defensively, Georgia could not block them. And so we finally found out what happens when they, somebody would slow down Georgia's running game. Jake Fromm did not have time to throw. It's, I told some of the Auburn people that I thought it was the most <laughs> complete game that Auburn has played under Gus Alzon in the five years that he's been there. Uh, and now, and now Georgia, they dropped seven with the knowledge that they still can go where they want to go, but they're going to have to play a lot better because they're either going to play out. They're, they're locked into Atlanta for the SEC championship. They got to beat Kentucky. They got to beat Georgia tech. Then they're going to either have a rematch with Auburn or a game with Alabama. And based on what I saw Saturday, I think Georgia would rather play Alabama because right now Auburn is humming. They got a bunch of full grown men playing on that. They, They do. Um, well, you know, the other thing I would say to, to add to what Tony said, I mean, well taken that, that Georgia was getting muscled, but they also dropped a touchdown. You know, there was a guy wide open long and dropped it, and then they had a flea flicker play that looked like it was going to be a touchdown. I mean, those are the kind of gimmicky things you do when you're getting beat up front. I don't know that it would have changed the outcome, but that that just sealed their fate along with a few tub untimely penalties right and, and speaking of tank jobs uh, herb can you uh, chime in about the the notre dame uh for the notre dame fighting irish uh and what happened uh i, I suspect that they were they had like a deer in the head they really haven't been in that kind of environment they sort of dodged that that really uh you know fearsome road challenge um yeah you know what i think that miami just upped its game big time and, and miami was more athletic uh they did a you know, I mean, Notre Dame was just, they, they were just 
they were just getting ground up in every way. I mean, they, they didn't have the quickness. They didn't have uh, the muscle. They, they were just overmatched. And when they have to, I, I think I wrote that the other day, when, when they had to go to the passing game, they were done because Wimbush can, has shown that he can make a throw now and then when nobody's expecting it. But when he's sitting back there and you're looking for it and you got the athleticism the Hurricanes have, you know, Notre Dame just really, they just weren't ready to go. You know, they didn't they didn't make that, you know, for all the, the talk about how good they are and how physical they are, and I was one of the leaders of that group, they were not that on Saturday night in uh, in Miami. Right. And we, you know, we talked about this last week, I think, on the podcast, and the concern about Notre Dame was they weren't very balanced, and if you stop the run, uh, what would happen? And we so we found out what would happen. Quarterbacks yep. were not, uh, you know, cannot consistently get the ball to their own team, um, and uh, and they paid a, a severe price. Um, let's uh, you, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to add one quick thing. I mean, I don't know. You know, Josh Adams had that mysterious yeah. headache situation a week before the Miami game. Supposedly, was not you know football related. Uh, but there was he wasn't himself, you know, whether it was because of Miami's defense or whether he wasn't 100 percent, you know, that that certainly made it, uh, you know, was an impact, too. I mean, we, we saw nothing from a guy who had been touted as a Heisman candidate until Saturday night. Right. And, you know, I have a question. I mean, right. and you, you saw this up close and personal, Duke. Is, is not U.S. is isn't USC a pretty athletic team? Uh, they are now, and uh, you know we could. Th- and the committee, I-, I was a little surprised that, that USC did not move up. And the committee, um, uh, there they stayed at eleven, uh, despite three teams losing ahead of them. But uh, I, I, you know, having been in that room, and Tony's been in there uh, and see how the committee works. They're gonna, and I, I've said this many times, the Pac-12 is gonna get a, has already gotten a much fairer shake in the committee than they did competing in the BCS. Um, and yeah. that's that's fine. And and and, and Kirby even mentioned, um, uh, you know, the, the injuries at USC. Um, they lost at Washington State. They had three offensive linemen missing. They're starting three offensive linemen, starting receiver, best linebacker out. They lost by three. And at Notre Dame, this is one of the, the problems again. Notre Notre Dame had a bye. USC was beat up going on the road, and they got their butts kicked. But there were some extenuating circumstances. They're getting their players back now, uh, and sort of like last year, they're playing. They're they're playing really really well now. Uh, but it's probably you know it's not going to be enough to get them home. Um, no, that, my my point was in asking that question is is uh, if USC is a pretty athletic team, then how then Notre Dame has handled athletic teams in the past. I mean, I know USC is beat up, but but why why is all of a sudden Notre Dame so overmatched or overwhelmed? By the speed of Miami, they've they've seen speed. Yeah, I mean, I, Miami, Miami, and we've I've seen this team before, and we've mentioned this. This is one of the and I, one of those teams like Ohio State in two thousand two, uh, uh, Auburn in two thousand ten, uh, a team that uh, you know survives a lot of close games early in the game in the two or three games they could have should have lost but didn't, and then they get confidence. And their athletic ability comes through, and by the end of the year, you know they're playing at a good clip. And I think that's you know Miami. You know Miami should have lost at North Carolina. You know one of the worst teams. Well, they should have lost at Georgia Tech. They should have lost. I mean, yeah. I mean, they should have lost. 
couple of games, but they did. But and that's the point I pointed I brought out last week is that I, I was hesitant about it. But the one thing that Miami has proven this year is they know how to win close games. I thought the game would be would be closer than it was. That's when it came down to that. I think I thought Miami would win every time because they're yeah. used to winning close games. Notre Dame is not. Uh, you know, not. Yeah, I, ready. Okay, yeah, I, I agree to a point. When, like last year, they said that about Clemson, you know, which is true, except uh, it had nothing to do with the North Carolina State guy missing an easy field goal. If he makes it, you don't know how to win a close game. So sometimes it's just luck or, or, or circumstance. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes you need, you, know, you need those kind of breaks. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's, I want to get to Tony because he's got so much action going on in the SEC uh, you know, <laughs> he, he did a separate transactions uh, page. Uh, not even, not only coaches, coaching swirl. Um, you know, Jeff Long, the uh, the AD at Arkansas, is is our, you know, someone that we know very well. Great guy. Uh, that just announced that uh, you know he's not coming back, uh, and that can't be good news for the head coach, I don't think. But Tony, no. give give us an update of, of, of the ongoings in the SEC. Well, Jeff Long, as you mentioned, Chris is, is a guy that everybody really appreciates. Remember, he was he was the chairman of the selection yeah. committee um, for the first couple of years, and the fact that he's he's been let go is, is to me a very clear sign that the powers that be want somebody else to hire the next football coach. Jeff Long hired Brett Bielema from Wisconsin. It looked like a good move at the time. Bielema had taken Wisconsin to the three Rose Bowls. And, uh, you know, you know, and at first they were a power running team and was, a you know, somebody who could compete with Alabama. But in the last few years, the first year he was there, he went 0-8 in the league and then they got better. Now, guys, the numbers don't lie. He's 11-27 and in the SEC. And, and, and they are, uh, they're in touch. They're going to finish with a, with a very bad, bad, bad record. And so that, that just tells me, that they're going to make a change there, and now I've got it. We're, we're probably sitting at about at least five new coaches <laughs> in the SEC. The oh saving factor continues. Oh my God! Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, what? Uh, I mean, what's going to happen at Tennessee? Uh, what do you think? What, what, what are you hearing there? Well, t- Tennessee, I have it on inside. You know, good good authority. Uh, it's it's either going to be John Gruden. Or Vince Lombardi, okay, <laughs> right, right. Uh, because nobody less than John Gruden or Vince Lombardi on the on the you know the the scale the the, the Hollywood scale of the you know is going to satisfy those folks and and the the I haven't figured out yet what the, uh, the they've been wanting John Gruden to be their coach for about ten years now and. The, they they want a rock star. They want to win the press conference. When the when the reality is, if they were smart, they would go down to get on a plane and go to Starkville, Mississippi, and camp outside of Dan Mullen's house and tell him you would give him Nick Saban money to come bail out this program. Well, what about I thought Dan Mullen was going to Florida. What's what's how come that? Oh no no they 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 <laughs> they're going to go with Chip Kelly. Oh, they, that that's who they want. You know, apparently, yeah, apparently somebody was tracing the uh, university plane at Florida 
uh, and that, uh, that that plane had been sent to Bristol to bring Chip Kelly down there. Uh, the only problem is the athletic director was at another function for women's basketball last Other night. Other than so that. We don't, we don't think he was there. So, yeah, both of those hires, both of those schools are so desperate now to have a rock star as a coach. Um, yeah. the, the reality the reality is is Florida's probably going to end up with Scott Frost if Scott Frost doesn't go to Nebraska. Right. You know, if I might jump in, I want I have a question for Tony. I would really love to know your take on where Alabama is at. You know, I, we we always assume with good reason that they are, you know, they are the pinnacle and yet they've they've looked vulnerable lately. I mean, and I think it's some of it is injury related. But what's your take on them and now and as they move forward? Well, that's that's the right word, Herb, is vulnerable. Okay, I, I wrote before the Mississippi State game that Alabama was a vulnerable team, and, and Mississippi State, I thought, played really, really well. But guess what? Alabama had the ball with a tie score, two minutes to go, and Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And this guy, you know, he doesn't – you know, people start all the time are talking about what this guy can't do. But what he can do is he, he moves the chains and gets you in position to win games. And he, he won the game for yeah. the other night. Tony and, and people, I, yeah, right. people forget that in the in the Clemson game, in the national championship game, he scored what looked like the winning touchdown with a 30-yard run with two minutes left. He left Clemson with too much time. Right. Which he, he, took him down, he, he took him down the field with the national championship. He line. did. So. Which is the reason I would have never punted to him. And this is my problem with what Mississippi State did. You had, they had a chance to beat Alabama by you know by going for it on fourth and whatever it was seven or eight uh, they had to be near the fifty or whatever you know instead they decided to punt it to them and 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 I said it I go I go if they punt it to them Alabama's going to win the game your only yeah. your only chance to win that game is to go for it on fourth down I hate I mean I understand the uh, you know the strategy and it was by the book but. How many times do you get a chance to beat you? You can punt a Bama all the time. How many times do you get a chance to beat him? And I thought, right. you know, I thought that was a little conservative. Um, yeah, a game that they'd already played well in. They were going to get a lot of credit no matter what happened after at that point. But I thought they should have gone for, you know, gone for it because I don't think I didn't think they're going to get the ball back. Well, and Alabama was playing the mighty eleven from Mercer on Saturday. Yeah, and, uh, and so the only question is: is can can they get out of game get out of the game without somebody stumbling over a water bucket and getting hurt? I don't think that's uh, the problem. But, but but right right now it's going to be inter- interesting to see what the line is on that game on Alabama Auburn at Auburn. What the line is be when they when they release those on Sunday? Uh, it's got it's got to be less than a touchdown either way. Uh, I would, you know, right now I would favor I'd favor Auburn as a slight favorite personally, just the way they really? see them. Really? What a shock! Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have Miami to brag about. You know, I didn't go to that. You know, did Auburn, but I did. I did. You know, I did back them early, and so you know, I. But the, I, I'm very impressed by the way they played of late. So, um, it, it you know we got a we got an interesting week, and I, before we get to the week, I will mention just. Sort of the plight of you know our the Pac-12. It's you know my conference. It's had a horrible year. I mean, from China to bad scheduling to their two good teams losing, um, uh, and it also looks now like it's like Stanford is going to have another second place finisher in the Heisman. 
barring some sort <laughs> some sort of collapse by uh, Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. But th- what this kid Bryce Love and I don't know if you, how much you know Herb wrote about falling asleep because you know the game was on at eight o'clock on the West Coast. But he had a he had a type of game that had been on uh, noon on Saturday would have been talked about one of the great performances in recent history. Uh, 166 yards, 30 carries, and he was he he went off the field five times to have his ankle retaped against what was allegedly the number one defense in the country in Washington, at least uh, in total defense. A heroic performance, and you know he's gonna get they're gonna get second, and I just don't know what uh-huh. you guys can you know. Uh, you see it from the outside in, and I, we it's all we all know the problems. But um, w- you know what can the Pac-12 do to either, or is it is just is this just a cruel you know cruel fate of a school like Stanford that can finish second? Toby Gerhardt second, Andrew Luck not once twice, uh, yep. second Christian McCaffrey, second John Elway, second Bryce. You know, looks like Bryce Love. Uh, what's go- what could, you know what can happen here? Play the games when people are awake. There you go. Well, no, I, you know, zero. For, for, uh, excuse us. Excuse us for being three hours earlier. You know, no, it's, it's no, exactly it's what it is. Well, play, play the game at six o'clock local time on Saturday night. Well, yeah. Why the, well, or, or play or go against the Mac on Wednesday, right? Is that what they should do? Too? No, well, I'm not saying play, play, play the Friday night game early enough. Yeah. That so he fell asleep. Well, uh, I, the the problem the problem is is you've got nine hundred people voting on the Heisman Trophy, which is about eight hundred and fifty too many. Okay, that's that's number one, and those present and those company people, excluded. Well, I, I, I'm just saying when you got that many people voting on it, it's all about well, who did I see on Sports Center at, at the eleven o'clock Sports Center, not the one thirty a.m. Sports Center. I know, Center. I know. The eleven. Who did I see playing the sport? Well. You know, and, and that's the problem. Now, if you had a committee of 25 or 50 people, then you could flood those people with the information and video and all that kind of stuff. Man, did you see what Bryce Love did? Guys, uh, here, here's the way to solve that problem instantly, and, 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 and Chris knows what I'm talking about on this one. All they have to do is take one of their big games, put it on in, in regular time, get game day out there, and Herbert Street will sell it for you. Game day won't come out here. They don't, you that's know, that, that's the just their... And the stand-up. So they got, they put the, you put the, the time frame in the right place, they'll, they'll screw up for a big game. And you know why game day won't come out here? It's not because they don't want to come out here. It's because it's too much of a hassle. I mean, literally uh, getting that product, those trucks across the country. Again, it's a logistical time uh, geographic problem more than anything else. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. And I don't blame, I, I agree they could play certain games earlier, but, you know, the time slots are the time slots. And, uh, you know, that and, and, and the TV deals are what they are. So, um, you know, they, they have they, they have problems and uh, also don't lose a second game. You know, that's that's a, that's a, that's an issue, yep. too. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's just more interesting than anything else. Uh, but we'll, we'll move on. I want to get to some of these games this weekend. Uh, it's sort of big rivalry weekend. There are some rivalries being played and some are being deferred until uh, after Thanksgiving. But we have I want to talk about one just because it's a. Uh, it's an interesting story, the UCLA at USC. 
And uh, I spoke, at, uh, I was on a panel at Annenberg last Thursday night at USC at their uh, master's uh, program. And uh, this kid, he's not a kid, he's probably 24. They're all kids to us. But he came up to me afterwards and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, he pitched a story about the 50th anniversary of the 67 game. Um, and he said, not only is it the anniversary, it's the anniversary to the day um, at the Coliseum on Saturday. And that was the, the greatest game in the history of the, the series, the, the O.J. Simpson run. And so it was kind of, and I said, he goes, I go, I go, yeah, well, we actually have a, you know, we could send, send it to me. So the, the kids sent it to me on Monday, and, and it's a terrific story. I mean, he interviewed a lot really of the did. players and Bieben, and, and so, you know, it's posted right now at TMG uh, College Sports, kind of on our, uh, you know, our guest lecturer panel, and, but it just, you know, it just shows you that uh, a kid had an initiative, and, and, I, and I said, well, can you spell, as long as you spell, and you, but he did a really good job, uh, and, uh, and that's about, you know, that's about all you can ask from a from a young aspiring uh, journalist. His name is Anthony Cherdelli. Um, he's a master's uh, student at uh, at Annandale, and again, we'll thank. I want to thank him for for contributing cool. to that. And it was yeah, it was really cool. If you get a chance, uh, you know, and that was a tremendous game. Uh, I think it's one of the probably the game that most people remember in the rivalry with the you know both teams wearing their home uniforms. Um, at the Coliseum, um, and uh, anyway, moving on to Mercer at Alabama, another big rivalry game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Mercer Mercer Bears. The, Mercer the Bears. Bears. Okay, that was my second started question. Their, started their program in uh, 2014, <laughs> uh, coached by <laughs> coached by Bobby Lamb. Uh, the the father of Taylor Lamb, who oh, yeah. is the start starting quarterback at Appalachian State. So, yes, yes, yeah. This is this is the here here. There's a story behind all of these bad games on the Saturday before Thanksgiving in the SEC. It's Please better do. than it used. It's better than it used to be. It used to be everybody in the SEC played these uh, bad games. But the backstory behind this is that eight or nine years ago. It used to be what Auburn and Alabama would do is they would play their their rivalry game the Saturday before Thanksgiving, which meant they would have, if one of them got to the SEC championship game, they would actually have a week off before the SEC championship game. And then the the commissioner stepped in and says, well, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, Everybody, so everybody in the SEC has to play their rivalry game on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville, Florida, Florida State, Clemson, wow. South Carolina. So they have they have to do that. And what that means is the week before, you either want open date or play somebody like open date. All right, and that's what that's why we've got these four, yeah, four non conference games. One one of them is actually good, boys. Take I, take this to the bank right now. I know which one you're going to say. Wait, let me guess. Yeah. Let me get. Alabama, Birmingham, Florida, right? That's right. <laughs> UAB that shut shut down their program two years ago. Shut it down, just flat shut it down. Brought it back due to public pressure, and a guy named Bill Clark is is the coach there. They are seven and three with a team that didn't exist two years ago. Wow! So 
Interesting. Uh, so you're saying that Kentucky at Georgia is an open date for basically an open date for Georgia? Well, you know, <laughs> what the, the, the conference got hammered, hammered for having nothing but bad uh, non-conference games in that weekend. So they, the conference went back in the last year or two and started adding some conference games. Right. They're five, they're five conference games. So that's, that's reasonable. Right. Um, that's reasonable, but it used to be a lot worse. Herb, um, Michigan at, at Wisconsin. And I think Mich- uh, Wisconsin will be fully tested here. I think, although the game yeah. Wisconsin at home yeah. is, is really good. It's good. You know, it was interesting because one of the guys on XM radio was talking about um, Hornybrook, the Wisconsin quarterback, being, you know, the right guy because he doesn't make mistakes. He keeps him out of, you know, bad situations. And then his partner pointed out, yeah, except for the two pick sixes last week. (laughs) So, you know, we go back and forth on Hornybrook. I mean, he completed like 21 out of 19 against BYU before we knew how bad BYU was, but he looked like he was going to be really accurate. And now, you know, he throws a lot of uh, dangerous interceptions early in games. And that's going to, I think that that's going to be what I'm going to be looking for uh, in this Michigan game. Because you can get away with that against certain teams. I mean, Iowa is just so offensively challenged. And I, I don't know, you know, Michigan has come around. They've, they've got a, a young guy at quarterback uh, in the second half of the season and, and they're putting more points on the board uh you know that'll be a question i mean it'll be a real good test for wisconsin because michigan's very solid defensively and, and they're coming around a little bit on offense and and the badgers you know they've had a lot of missteps in these games and they've gone away with them because of that uh light schedule yeah and they got they got to go to uh, minnesota the week after is that you know so that's kind of this kind of a you know they're an interesting ch- uh, challenge, a little couplet here for them. Yeah, so. I, you know, I, I don't know about the although Minnesota just, you know, pounded the daylights out of Nebraska the other yeah. day. But I, I attribute that more to Nebraska than right. Minnesota. I mean, I think Minnesota's solid. And, uh, yeah, that'll be, I mean, that'll be a, a decent test. Um, um, but but not like Michigan. And watch out, I, get, I think, you know, watch out, Notre Dame, Navy. Uh, Navy, no, you need, no? beat up. Are they beat up from that game yeah, last they, week? They got, got third third string defensive backs playing, second string quarterbacks. I, I, I there's no way I, I think they can hold Notre Dame. I think that's a that's a two or three touchdown win by by uh, Notre Dame. You think? Uh, yeah, they got beat up against. Uh, well, they played SMU in a wild game last week. Forty three forty. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, what about uh, uh, your Canes, uh, Virginia? They're hosting Virginia. Virginia's been a mystery meet team. They look good yeah. early, and then you know they, they've had some inexplicable losses too. So I don't know. Maybe a let down. Maybe a let down. That's, that's a survive game. I, th- I think they just hold their breath and, and play well. You know, say what, let's don't get don't get surprised, and 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 they're they're good enough to win. It could be one of those close games like they had against Georgia Tech and. Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks before, they can be back to their old. Uh, people will start doubting the Canes again. Right. Uh, but there's, noon, there's noon, noon, noon start. Noon they're right. Listen, there's one story out there that's that, that's like one of the great stories. It's developing. No one's even talking about it. Army is eight and two. I and love Army. On Saturday, that's nine two, and they can be maybe they could be ten and two, and 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 that's an unbelievable job by Jeff Munkin, who's who's done a terrific job there since he's been hired. Yeah. It's one of the 
one of the great story stories, and as you pointed out, Doof, and a lot of people have, I mean, it's a one-dimensional. They don't, they don't throw the ball yeah. at all. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I was surprised, and and uh, our, our boy, rank man, uh, the, the the and son, the son, I told son to take the, I mean, Duke was favored by three at Army last week. I'm saying, well, that's ridiculous. You know, Army, you know, Army at home, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll grind it up. And they, they, you know, not only won, you know, they covered, they won. Um, yeah, good point. Um, anything else out that there, are we missing anything or should we just wrap this up? Any, anything on your minds? Any, any, anybody, anything? Michigan, Wisconsin. What about that? I just mentioned that. Where were you? Sleeping. Yeah. Well, you know, that'd be a tough one. You know, the other one, I guess, you know, as we look ahead, but that, that's, you know, for the week after that Stanford, um, Notre Dame game is, are they going to play that one before like four in the morning? You know, you know. There we go. Take the shot. Take the shots at the other. You know, I'll tell you where the sun sets every night. Right. Out here. Hey guys, keep keep right. keep an eye on TCU. They're going to Texas Tech. Yeah. You know, TCU still got a chance to get to the Big Twelve Championship game. TCU without their starting running back and Kenny Hill. Their quarterback is banged up, might not be able to go. Yeah, to your point, Herb, uh, uh, UCLA at USC is a 5 o'clock start. Uh, that game, I wrote about this years ago, before all this is sacrilege to have that game uh, not played uh, in the daytime, but that's you know that's where we are. So, uh, you know, at least it's 5 and not 8. They're, they have some, They had a 7 o'clock kick in that game. Not too long, you know, a couple of years ago, which is ridiculous. But that's that's their problem. They got a lot of problems in that league. So, all right. Well, I think um, I think we're done here. We'll be back next week, uh, same time. And uh, until then, adios, everyone. Bye.